0: going on, everybody? It's Friday. Traditionally, we do Q&A, and I did one q and I guess it could be. I got a very interesting submission that, to me, had some legal implications. So I asked my buddy Nelson, Nelson Grant, to be specific. If you follow the podcast, you know who he's in. He's been on many times. He's a sheriff here in the Flathead Valley, to come in and give his uh, insight as well. And then we just caught up because we hadn't seen each other in a bit. I just opened... With my business partner at the uh, coffee shop two days ago, I've slept very little. I'm exhausted, and uh, what ends up happening when I get tired? Sometimes little things slip. What slipped today? Let me just tell you before you get into this. I thought I hit the on button or record button for the video, and I didn't. So instead of being able to watch Nelson and I talk to each other, you only get to listen today, and that just is the way that it is. So I'm going to go get some sleep, and while I'm sleeping, hopefully, you all get to enjoy this episode. Fallout Friday, number 140. Here you go. Okay, got the red smoke. Roger, sun runs north and south, west of the smoke, west of the smoke. Okay, copy, west of the smoke. I'm looking at danger close now. Oh, on with it, baby. Give it to me. I need it. You're clear hot. Copy, clear hot. <laughs> you ready for this? Good morning, Andy. It's your morning. It's 3 p.m. Currently, I don't work uh, shifts like you do. Okay. One, we haven't seen each other in forever, so it's good to just bullshit. But I got this question, this Full Auto Friday question, and uh, I'm going to need – I'm going to read this to you. It's a little (laughs) long because the person who sent this in made poor choices. I'm curious because he asked me what my – what my thoughts were, which of course I'll provide. But <laughs> I need to know, because I think it would help him make decisions in the future, what would happen if a 911 call was received and this was relayed to you as an officer? Because I feel like he might have strayed across the law a little bit here. You ready for this? I'm ready. The subject line of this, I'm probably briefly paraphrasing was, I pulled my gun in traffic and I'm not feeling good about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay oh,
0: great. So, Last week, I took a solo road trip to, I'll leave the state out, to revisit my old stomping grounds. I was stationed at Beep back then and used to race motocross at local tracks there. After a wonderful week, revisiting old memories and ripping on the dirt scooter. So I like this guy already. Yeah, I'm I'm tracking. Yeah, I found myself in a pretty shitty situation on the drive back. The drive is about 18 hours one way. (sighs) And I was on my last stretch, completely relaxed, having a good time. I was pulling my enclosed race trailer behind my truck. I was on a four-lane interstate highway, two lanes each direction. I was behind some older lady that kept speeding up and slowing down, so I decided to pass. Nothing aggressive, just threw my cruise on at 75 and a 70, <laughs> admitting to breaking the law. You would have yanked him at 71 over 70. Because <laughs> exactly. we know how you like yeah. speeding tickets. You know who like speeding tickets? A highway patrol. God yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I digress. To get around her uh, safely, but quickly. So he went five over the speed limit, said it was on cruise control. It doesn't sound like it was aggressive. It took all 15 seconds to pass. Right when I went to get back into the right lane, a little lib cuck, his words, not mine, SUV <laughs> with a hipster driving it, decided he couldn't wait one second for me to get over. And he passed me on the right. No big deal, though. People do dumb stuff like that all the time. However, he got alongside me, flipped me off, and swerved at me. Almost touched mirrors. Again, I was driving a truck and a trailer combo that doesn't handle the best at 70-plus miles per hour. At this point, I wanted to skin him alive, but I kept my cool. I told myself not to engage. He took off, but then slammed on his brakes right in front of me. I was motor T, which I believe is an occupation in the Army. Okay. Uh, I think, yeah, I'm not familiar with it. I think it's a... I think it's a driving position or a motor pool position in the army. I could be wrong about that, but that's what I believe it is. So I can drive the fuck out of a trailer. Okay, so yeah, it's probably what it was. But even with my trailer gain set correctly, I began to jackknife when I locked up my brakes to avoid hurt, uh, hitting curly mustache actual. Again, his <laughs> words, not mine. <laughs> Jackknifing at 70 miles per hour rarely ends up without driver fatality. This little fuck would have killed me if it wasn't an experienced driver. I did literally nothing to instigate this. I gave him multiple options to leave me alone, but he still kept poking at the bear. This is where I become ashamed of my actions. (laughs) I was immediately angry, possibly a bit from combat driver training in the Marines, untreated trauma from hitting IEDs in Afghanistan. But regardless, I take 100% responsibility for following him. I shouldn't have. I followed him at a distance for a bit. When he exited and got into a rural area, I pulled up and I boxed him in. I had already grabbed my handgun. I got out, approached his vehicle, and put my Glock to his temple, yelling absurdities. He had no idea I followed him. He turned onto the sidewalk and sped away. He seemed pretty damn scared, and that part I do not regret. (laughs) 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 He almost killed me for literally no reason at all. I hope he had to wipe the shit out of his pants when he got home. This generation of keyboard warrior woke shit has really given people a mouth that writes checks their ass can't cash. I'm not proud of this. I'm ashamed of my lack of self-control. I know better. I am known to be level-headed, compassionate, and calm. My question is, what do I do? I think this is my cue to see a therapist, but it has only happened once in 13 years. I'm worried if I tell a VA therapist they will try to take my guns. I can't be the only one who has lost their cool like this. P.S. He did not have tinted windows. I knew it was only him in the vehicle. I was alone. If he had women and kids with him, I wouldn't have done what I did. I saw it as a one-on-one issue that I was going to address. Sorry this has been so long. You have such good advice. I hope you can shed some light on this for me. Let's get to the critique of behavior in a little bit. Yeah. I like this guy. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Up to a point. You are, I, I don't know what the hell shows up in <clears> your <throat> new, I was going to say cruiser, but truck. Yeah. This shows up. Um, what's, the, what's the law enforcement response to somebody calling 911 that somebody just put a gun to their head in traffic?
1: Well, it's, <laughs> it's going to get a lot of attention. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <clears throat> with this scenario, at the end of it, the dude's no longer on, the victim, would say, the guy that had the gun pointed. Uh, the guy that had his, the gun
0: pointed at him is no
1: longer a victim? Well, no, he's no longer on scene. So if he calls in a report, I mean, it's an easy truck to find.
0: Well, that and let's say he gave you a description of the guy and the plates.
1: Yeah. Oh, if we got the plates, then we're probably going to find him.
0: But what I mean is, how is this going to be dealt with when you do?
1: Yeah, it's going to be a felony stop, meaning we are going to have multiple officers. We're going to find a safe place to initiate the traffic stop. And then we are going to call him out of the vehicle and do it on our terms. Um,
0: that's how you do it safely. Is he going to jail for putting a gun to somebody's <laughs> temple? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, what is the law so, that was violated here? Well, there's a lot. Um, <laughs> but, this is why I needed your perspective. Cause I have my own thoughts on the behavior. Yeah. But about halfway through that email, I felt like he probably crossed some legal lines.
1: So a lot of times we do, I'm, I'm bouncing all around here, but <clears throat> going to the end of this, a lot of times we'll get calls Somebody produced a gun and pointed it at me, brandished a weapon. And when we do sort it out, we sort the dust out. I, I actually had one of these just the other day. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you what happened. So <clears throat> we get a call, or, or maybe I should tell the story after, but, uh, and deal with this issue, but. Um, it's your choice. Yeah. So a lot of times guys will embellish stories or people will embellish stories to get a response from us. And it works because we will come if you say there's guns. <laughs> And so let's say we meet with a victim, and at the same time, officers find this uh, truck and do the felony stop, get the guy out, and there's no guns, right? Obviously, if uh, he pitched it somewhere, then, then we're not going to find it. But already you're kind of putting holes in the story of the reporting person, the guy that had the gun pointed at him. But if we find a gun on the guy, and <laughs> he's like, so a lot of times guys will, or people, I keep, I keep saying guys in general, but people will will embellish stories on one side, and then the other side they're gonna play play down the story. Yeah, so and that's typical. You're, you're finding the truth in the middle, and you just we're not there for the whole scenario, so we got to see what we see. But nowadays, a lot of people are recording it, so if there's a passenger, this is gonna be recorded, or or maybe not, but if it is, that helps our case. Um, but we have we have this all the time in Montana where people road rage and then they pull a gun. Um, we had one in the Burger King parking lot the other day where a guy pulled a shotgun on somebody, drove off casually, made a felony stop on the dude. He had a shotgun in the car. No, I didn't I didn't even produce my gun. He might've saw it through the window. Um, As you're sitting there with a precise description of the shotgun. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then there's witnesses in the drive-through yeah. that are giving us the same, the same uh, info. But those are the easy ones. This one where there's, it sounds like maybe nobody's around. And so let's say the guy called 911, the victim, and we do stop this car. It's gonna be a felony stop. We're gonna get multiple officers. We're gonna have it in our favor, the place. We're not gonna do it in this, like if we're going by schools in the yep. urban area. Um, so we're gonna find a spot to activate the lights, and he's gonna probably know, you know, maybe he can't see by the trailer, but he's gonna know at some point that there's a whole slew of dudes behind him and, and or officers, and we're gonna make it uh, be advantageous to us. So we're gonna stop the car. <clears throat> Turn, turn your car off, drop the keys out the window, open the car from the outside of the door, step out, look away from us, back up till we can kind of see them. A lot of times we'll have them raise the shirt, do a 360 so we can look at waistband and then bring them back beyond the point of cover. And we're going to handcuff them there. We're never going to leave our cover to go uh, arrest them. And that's changed a lot in my career because it used to be high-speed chase or anything like that, you're bum-rushing the car, which is
0: awful tactics. Or chasing somebody into a fucking cornfield. Yeah, yeah. Solo mission. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that happens. I've seen it, so. But let's say you do that and you find out that, for whatever reason, let's say there is cell phone footage and that the person who called is reporting accurately, what would you actually book that guy for? Let's see. Um, The reason I ask is, there's it, like the emotional side of right, the story, right. but maybe this person needs to think about how bad this actually could it, have gone. It would be an assault with a weapon, a felony Yeah, in Montana.
1: And At the for very people least, who don't
0: know, the old capital F changes yeah, uh, your life oh, a little bit. That's a big deal. Yeah. In
1: our area, they'd probably drop it to a misdemeanor, but- Perhaps. <laughs> but again, you have
0: to fight your way to that. Yeah, 100%. You know? And if yeah. you were convicted of a felony, like yeah. I hope that you, you know, actually, if you are a convicted felon, you don't get to possess weapons anymore, no, do you? No, no. So there you go. It, uh, yeah. you wouldn't need to worry about talking yeah, to that a therapist. One,
1: and and the comment he made in there where he almost died, and I assume he's talking about his trailer jackknifing. Yeah. And I ride sleds all the time, so I have enclosed trailers, and I know exactly what he's talking about. <clears throat> However, I think the point he almost died could have been when he approached that car, because even if he, that guy, it doesn't matter what that dude did prior to that point yeah. of contact, if that the victim. Burns him down beside his car with a gun in his hand.
0: He's clear all day long. I was going to ask you that because when you were talking about the guy who had the shotgun, yeah. If somebody produces a weapon and threatens you with it, and then because it seems to be most people act as if they're the only person who could have a weapon, it's a very weird type. Right, like, right, oh, I have right. I'm the only one who has one of these. Yeah. So I'm going to point it at everybody and make you do what I say you should do, and then somebody is Johnny on the spot who has one too. Yeah. A little bit
1: quicker. Than However. That if the dude's already out with a produced gun at you the best thing to do is put it in drive and get out of there versus trying to beat him to the punch on it
0: you know if you did burn him down though are you legally justified in self-defense well i think it i think there's a
1: lot that goes into that but on face value yes you're still going to be detained you're still going to lose your gun it's going to be in property for however long the case takes it could take a couple years but yeah you're going to be you're going to have a defense especially if you're in your car the guy that you burned down has a gun in his hand and he's outside of the threshold of his car. Let's say it's two cars and you burn a guy down inside of his car. And you're at a stoplight or whatever. Now it's a lot harder to explain because who produced who, what. And those are pretty I mean? sweet
0: uh, dash cam videos though. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a few. Um, every one of them was in Florida for clarity And I deeply appreciate a state where people ride motorcycles and flip-flops with no shirt on and no helmet. So like live your best life. I'm not judging that. And then die when they hit a fucking turtle or an alligator crossing the freeway. But there are a couple doozies that for what, I don't know why, I don't know why, why do people get rear facing cameras in a car? Like I get it for an Uber or a taxi. Yeah. Or why do they do that? trucks
1: like, I know like BNSF up here, they all have cameras.
0: Yeah. I don't know. There's a couple though. There's a lot of influencers out there, Andy. I guess. Well, they didn't influence this well because they're both <laughs> digging into their glove box and they're driving and shooting at each other. Not a single round hit the other vehicle, but they also just didn't- we'll call disp- that a truce. <laughs> I guess they probably ran dry on their mag and yeah. had never practiced a one-hander. One takes a so left and one takes a right. Toss it into their passenger seat. But yeah, those rounds go somewhere. People. Uh-huh. Now, the reason I ask is that I, I view this question. My short answer to this person is I think you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Um, and I'll get into exactly why that is, and you should be ashamed of yourself. And to be honest, I don't want anybody to lose their right to bear arms, but I don't think you're an emotionally stable enough person to carry one right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you shouldn't ever carry one, but if you're capable of doing this and putting a gun to somebody's head because they scared you, and I get you, you feel like you could have died, that doesn't justify any of your actions beyond that. None of that counts. You shouldn't be carrying. Yep. Period. Yeah. But there's also the legal side, and people need to understand. Like, well, look what he did to me, and this, that, and that. Like, hey. Mm-hmm. We can deal with that. You produced a firearm and pressed it to a dude's temple in his yeah. car. Yeah, That's I'll, one of the dumbest things I've ever heard somebody doing, period.
1: Well, I've heard a lot of dumb things, seen a lot of dumb things, but I agree with you 100%. And like I said, that that guy made the comment that um, I almost died. Man, leading up to that, he told us about how great a driver he was. I don't understand how... because. I don't know if I've had it, but uh, some of my buddies have had road rage and they talk to me about it. Like, man, I don't know why I'm like the chillest dude. And then all of a sudden I go black and hmm, it's this victim, like created a victim, you know, like they feel offended that this person that doesn't know who they are and what clout that they carry um, did this to
0: them on the side of the road. Yeah. But all you have and to it, do is think back in your own life and realize yeah. like how many times where I went up to a stop sign and I rolled it slightly in front of the person who had the right away and 100%. I wasn't trying to be a dick It's we're, that I'm an yeah. idiot. Yep. Yep. Or I yep. cut or not that I would ever Text and drive but like just like hypothetically maybe I was looking totally. down at uh Uh, I had just spilled coffee on my pants. So I had to like wipe it off And <laughs> no, you look down and you, and you like you've drifted a little bit out of your lane for sure And somebody honks you or, or like it's happened to me the other day My windows were slightly fogged up and I put my turn signal on and I remember in the thought process in my head, yeah, there's probably not somebody in the blind spot. And I start to drift over. Beep. Yeah. And they're like flipping me off as they're driving by. And in my head, I'm thinking. That's my bad. Totally my bad. Yeah. But I try tried to remember that. i in a marked
1: unit. Oh, God. Because <laughs> dude, yeah, <laughs> we're always cruising down road. I remember when I first got hired here, we were looking for a stolen vehicle and I was going the wrong way up a one way. Had no idea that I was on the wrong way and all these cars are pulling over and finally dispatch comes over there and they're like hey, uh 742 are you on 1st Ave East <laughs> and I'm like I'm on the wrong Maybe. way I'm going the wrong way and uh we do it all the time you're yeah. looking for a suspect or you're, and you've got multiple distractors you yeah. know the in car computer and all that I'm always waving at somebody like yeah that was my bad man you get a free one next time if you
0: <laughs> But if you're cognizant of the fact that you're not perfect too and yeah. you realize that hey probably within the last 48 hours, I've been an idiot in some way, shape, or form to another person and didn't mean it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't understand that. I'm a totally normal person. Yeah. But how do you go from, I'm totally calm, collected to you're in the black? Yeah. I don't get that. I don't either,
1: but I see it often. I see it all the time. As a matter of fact, so that story I was going to tell you, uh, just happened a week or two ago down by Northwest shooter. This, uh, guy is going to shoot this old dude from, from our community. Is that the indoor range? Yep. Okay. Yep. And another car comes and at some point there's like a honk and then they follow each other and a guy that's following the suspect. Now the guy, so the guy calls in, the one car calls in and says, this dude just jumped out, pointed a gun at me. And now I'm following him down uh, highway two and I'm like two blocks away. So dispatch puts it out. There's a delay. So now it's like a three minute, you know, event from when it started. But I get right on the phone with the person calling in. He tells me turn by turn where he's at. I'm like super close. So I instruct him. So first he gives me the whole detail. This is what happened. The guy cut me off. I honked. And then he jumps out with a pistol, points it at me, jumps back in his truck. He had two other people in his car and then takes off. So I follow him. And um, no lights are shining at this point. So, th- so this is the RP, the reporting person following the guy that just put the gun, pointed the gun at him.
0: No, I mean to catch up to them. Are you lights no, and siren? are you um, trying to sm-
1: slide in smooth? I might've, I think I blew one intersection. So I hit the lights and then shut them down again. I don't want to, um, announce notify. your presence. Yep. yep. So I get through that intersection and I catch right up. And so now I see them like a mile ahead of me and I tell the tell the dude, first of all, I'm like, do not follow this guy. He just pointed a gun at you. (laughs) Like what, like, did you get the plate? Yeah, I got the plate. Make sure you stay within effective range. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he got the plate. He got all the pertinent info. We can catch this dude later and find out what happened. Right. Um, and, and another jurisdictions already spun up on it. So they're looking for this guy inbound. And, uh, so I instruct him to pull over and wait until I'm done talking to this guy, the suspect, and I'll come and get his statement like a written statement and, and cause he wants to press charges. And um, so I catch up. Now I've got a couple whitefish cops with me. We do a felony stop, get the guy, the guy's this old dude gets out and he has got a. He right away tells me, I got a gun in my, under my shoulder, shoulder holster leather. Well, like old it, it takes f- like yeah. eight minutes to clear leather. If, anyway, that,
0: if you can even at that age, have the dexterity too.
1: Yeah. And he's like <laughs> hollering at me during this <laughs> felony stop. Cause these don't always go like, playbook, you know? Yeah. And uh, he's like, do you want me to put my gun in my truck? So I come back. No, do not touch your gun. So I uh, walk them backwards, <laughs> cuff them, pull the gun. It gets run, you know, all that. We check all the operator or all the occupants. Now, as my responding units are coming now, we kind of got this under control. And I'm like, tell my partner, I'm like, Hey, make contact with that white car. That's at the end of the road. They're the reporting person. I need to get a full detailed statement is exactly what happened. Cause this dude's now like, man, I know what you're contacting me about. We were going to Northwest Shooter to shoot. This dude uh, honked at me. So I stopped and asked him what he what he needed. And he, he could see my holster. And I'm going to a shooting range because later this comes out. He's like, I didn't exit my vehicle. I did not produce a gun. And and he's believable. Like I'm yeah. talking to him and he's like, man, so after that, we just left. We did decided not to shoot because this dude's sitting in the parking lot. Yeah, it's not our day. And then the dude's following me. And he's like, I just decided we we're going to go home. And if you follow me all the way to the house, we'll deal with it then. But um, so he didn't call 911 either, which is, you know, kind of a question mark in my mind why why this is going the way it is. But anyway, my partners just roll up and the dude's left. And now he <laughs> won't answer his phone. The guy that called it in originally. Yes. So he's just stoked that we just stroked this dude. Felony stopped him. Got him out. It's and good taxpayer dollars right yeah, there. Yeah. But like the guy that was maybe the victim in the, or he wasn't the victim. He probably got offended, called it in, saw a gun on the guy and said the guy produced it at him. And at the end of the day, we don't have a crime. Like the guy won't report it. He said originally he wanted to press charges. Now he's ghost in the wind. Won't answer his phone, so I just kicked this guy loose, the dude that gave back Can't you give his, his home
0: address? Like, I imagine you guys are, like, the oh, central yeah, intelligence but also, agency. also, And then you surround his to, house and to, knock on his door, like, what the fuck, man? Yeah,
1: that, to go into all that work, <laughs> I just basically, to, the, to this dude that was a good law-abiding citizen, I'm like, hey, man, sorry to bother you today. Sorry this took an extra 15 minutes out of your time and felony stopped him. This old dude, like, spinning him around on the side of the road, you know, at gunpoint.
0: You know the only problem with that story is the guy who called it in has no negative consequence 100%. and therefore would feel like, you know what? I'm going to do that again. Yeah. And I'm sure that happens
1: often. And we don't have the time or capacity to it's go winter time. Tra- you tracking have all sorts of time. <laughs> what else are you doing up here? Dude, I think it was a Christmas party that night. So out of work. Fair. No, but, um, but that's just an example of what could happen. Right? So there's all there's, when these come in, you take them definitely at face value, but then you start using your own deductions As you're getting on scene and figuring things out, Um, but you take highest precautions. But I always assume everybody's armed in Montana, every car, every person, every house that I go into, you know, dispatch always asks, are there weapons in the home? And then they'll produce that info to us. Like there is a handgun locked in a safe. Well, it's not pertinent to this situation we're going to. Um, it's good to know, I guess, yeah. but also I assume everyone has a gun or a knife or an edged weapon or some way that they could hurt me. So I'm going to use my, my, my wit and try to call them out of their house, depending on what the, what the crime is.
0: So, and for the person who wrote that in, do a little bit of time, soul searching, A, thinking about yourself, but B, the potential legal catastrophe that you could have gone down. Totally. The best. And, and what's it worth? You know, were were you. Were you Probably let's say you were rightfully frustrated, you were rightfully scared, and you did almost die. Mm -hmm. Is it still worth it at the end of the day? I say fuck no. No, play defense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the best the best move he could have done would have been to get a plate if he could. I mean that like up here, plates are obscured a lot with snow and and mud, but um get a plate, description of the vehicle, direction of travel, and back off.
0: Like I mean it's not worth it. But even with that information, what are you gonna say? Like Seven forty-two. I'm dispatched now. I remember your number. Seven forty-two. Yeah. A guy stepped on the brakes in front of this truck. Go solve that crime.
1: Yeah, it's called a reckless driving complaint, and they I bet give, you that's just right at the top of your queue. They <laughs> happen so often, but it also comes in like this. Like a lot of times, we'll get reckless complaints, and dispatch will ask if the person reporting wants to press charges because they're their own. They can they can witness you into court basically. So like like if you speed past me and I feel like. You offended me or almost ran my daughter over, or some sort of situation where I determine that I'm going to call 911 about it. I can tell dispatch, like, I would like to press charges. This is the plate number, this direction to travel. And if we make contact with you, then they're going to come get my statement. And it's basically me going to court, describing to the judge what happened, and you go to court and describe to the judge what happened. And the officer goes in as well. But it's, it's not to say what happened. It's just to say, yeah, that's the person that called, and this is the person I, I cited. This is the statement he told me. That sounds like a galactic waste of time. Oh, it is. So we get a lot of reckless complaints. I'm sure every jurisdiction does. And if you have a unit, like a traffic unit, that can em- emphasize stuff like that, that's that's who hammers that. And a lot of times our highway patrol takes a lot of reckless complaints for us. Like last night, I think there were seven of them that came out. For real? Yeah, oh, yeah. Every night we, we get stacks of them. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Same with the person that
0: wrote in. You're an idiot. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Back off, play defense. Yeah. Get all that info. And don't put your fucking gun to people's temple. Oh my God. Like here's rule number one. Here's a a good rule of thumb that I'll give people with firearms. Personal opinion only. Don't claim to be the authority on this. Never produce a firearm unless you have the intent to use it. If you think that a gun is a magic wand and it's just going to force people to do whatever you ask them to do, or you're going to get to bully them, you're one unlucky situation away from getting really high on the fuck around and find out matrix. Yeah. And yeah. 100% avoidable. Oh, so avoidable.
1: Yeah. And also <laughs> I am surprised the dude that played that game in traffic that had the gun pointed at him after doing all those shenanigans didn't realize he was being followed by a track by a truck with a trailer
0: behind him. Maybe it was a camo trailer and truck, you yeah, never know. Yeah. Hard to see.
1: <laughs> what else you been up to, man?
0: I don't I can't remember the last time dude, I saw you. I haven't
1: seen you in a while. I think um Hunt season was awesome. We wrapped
0: that up. That was October.
1: Yeah, I know. But uh, immediately went into uh, getting ready for a sled season, snowmobiling. Which and, you seem to be deep into based yeah. off your social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been snowmobiling a lot. I bought a new sled this year. And uh, I feel like you say that every year, but. Well, I try to keep a newer one in the,
0: in the stable. I heard, I learned a term not too long ago. It was snow check. Yeah. Yep. For those of you, and I'll probably mess this up. You can correct me. For those of you listening who have no idea what I'm talking about, it's essentially when you go in and say, "Just put me down for the next year's model." Yeah, you pay every f- year. Yep,
1: <laughs> yep. So you pay $500 in the spring, like in April, <laughs> and uh, you get to choose all these upgrades. Okay. A lot of times, you get the upgraded shock package and colorways and whatever else. Yeah, you got to have that colorway. Yeah. So um, s- snow checking's nice, but this year a lot of sleds with the back order still from all the problems with COVID sleds aren't showing up that are specially ordered. So the generic base models are showing up mm-hmm. and guys are still waiting. They the, in February haven't got their sled yet. That's not good. No, but, um, our, our season started hot and heavy. It was we were It was nuke in the end of, uh, November. Lots of snow was piling up. Seems like it's thinned out a touch right now. Bad. Uh, it's one of the worst snow years I've seen in Montana anyway. In the last couple of weeks, we started. Well, last week we started getting some snow, but it's like little accumulations. So the Avi conditions are super stable because yeah. we haven't had any snow in forever. But like Utah, Colorado, and now like Wyoming are just getting hammered. What's how's it missing us? Is it just the weather patterns not coming far enough north? Dude, that's definitely not something. It, it's one of those like when I was a kid, growing up in Maine, love love powder snow and you know snowmobiling and snowboarding and all that and I was a kid that like every hour I would go flick the porch light on and see how much <laughs> snow is stacking up and then like go to bed and hope that there's like feet of snow the next day and it was rare because you'd get those nor'easters coming in and dropping heavy wet snow that's but, not how you guys would say it though oh yeah I know my cousins were just here and I, I had the thick Boston yeah, accents yeah. I bet well one of their terms is like when you're going hard they're like give it the hot sapa." <laughs> so <laughs> So now when we're going to get after it, we'll give it the hot supper. All right. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I'm heading out the beginning of the week with a big crew down to Wyoming and it's just been getting nuked. And now they're this next week, it's supposed to snow every single day we're there.
0: So it'll, it's deep. It's. Do you have a plan? like, what's the plan when you go out for a day? You're trying to get somewhere, or are you just kind of fucking about in the snow?
1: Yeah, so we have some friends down there, some local knowledge. So we're trying, it just depends on the snow conditions. If it hasn't snowed for a while, we're trying to get high up into the alpine and try to find where the good snow is, where guys haven't gotten to yet. But if it's like now, you can, anywhere out of the trailhead, you can find awesome riding. Just want to make sure it's not, that it's stable. It's not too steep. Um, staying off super, super steep stuff and just pin it going out all day and coming back on fumes. Cause a lot of times that deep snow, you just are bar, you know, handlebar the whole day. Uh, I have no deep, idea what you're talking about, but okay. handlebar deep. So you're looking down, you can't even see your sled. It's just snow flying over your head. Really? It's it like, you're taking your brake hand and wiping your goggles to be able to see your next turn. And you're just bobbing, like pinning that throttle. And so every little roll under the snow, your sled's coming up almost like a freak, like a dolphin.
0: Do they float like snowboards do? Like if you can get yeah. the, the nose yep. to pop on a snowboard, you can float on top yep. of powder? powder? Yep, for sure. And then you
1: can do deep, as soon as you take a turn, that ski dives and you're just totally buried and you got to have enough momentum to pull yourself back up on the backside of the turn. So it is addicting and fun. It's second to hunting. It's my favorite thing. Really? Yep.
0: You like it more than snowboarding and powder?
1: Yes. Yep. I originally bought a sled to access backcountry snow, snowboarding better. And I got just a generic, like regular sled that was reliable as a Polaris um, Pro RMK 12, 2012. And the first time I started linking pow turns together, I was like, oh, this is where it's at. So I started buying new sleds after that. And I still love snowboarding, but man, it's, it's pow shots up and down. And you're with a smaller crew. Yeah. You're with your buddies. There's no like lift lines. Like if you're resort, resort boarding. backcountry's still fun because you're like working out in the mountains and on a on a bluebird day. it's. Really it sounds
0: fun. like it. And you've asked me to go many times, but I honestly need another hobby. Like I need another I know, hole in I know. my head. Yeah. How many times you snowboarded this year? Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I left before. The only time I really avoid the resort is Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. Not that it's not busy in the other times but it is way less busy 100 percent. so i and then i left on the trip the 28th of december so i never even got a chance to go before Mm -hmm. uh, i left and then i think i'm gonna try to go a little bit next week and maybe a little bit the week after because we had that snowboarding trip at the end of march
1: yeah my buddy paul's coming up from orlando and he wants to get out so we'll have to go rip a resort day um i'm down for it for sure Yep, Rose went up yesterday, great day, but the I heard the chairlifts were had Yeah, breaking. the chairlift broke down I heard chair it was two, two days in a
0: row that they were
1: uh, repelling people off the chair So I don't know about that, I know for sure yesterday they were That's not awesome And it was minimal staffing, so they had to like shut the whole backside of the resort down yeah. To get all the ski patrol over to, to help out I'm, I'm not a fan of that Nope, especially if you're stuck on the chairlift waiting I wrote, really, yeah. like, about a month ago, they Describe had- Describe
0: how they get people out of a chair, so I was
1: listening. I don't know, but I do know that- They
0: repel them out. I yeah, know that.
1: Yeah. So there's, on every chairlift, there's, like, a welded-in, um, like, carabiner ho- hook, carabiner hook on the chair. And one at a time, they use ropes, and they, like, down-belay a
0: guy, or, like- I think they basically start at the top, and the staff starts- it's not a repel because they're like on the main cable. They're basically sliding down chair at a time. Yeah. Lowering people out. Yeah. So just multiply that by a lot of people and a lot oh. of chairs.
1: So a month ago, they had a catastrophic one. Chair one broke down and it was that cold snap that they had. Did it, Oh, it, was a, it broke down because of the cold? Like it froze? I don't know what the mechanical was on the chairlift, but I know they started at the top and worked down. And I rode the chairlift with a guy like last week that was one of the bottom ones. And he's like, man, there was like a nine-year-old on the chairlift with me. <clears throat> and since we were at the bottom, we were low triage priority. Like you want to get the guys at yeah. the top off in the wind and exposure. And that kid was a rock star, he said. But man, we were all, I've he's like, I've n- not been that
0: cold in my life. Just shivering. There's for, nothing you can do. Because it was three hours. Well, and there's also no insulation. You're sitting on that little, seat with a little bit of cushioning, but yeah, yep. wind is going to rip right through you. And from a
1: resort standpoint, they're trying to mitigate, okay, can we up, get this chairlift up and running? Cause that's going to save us a lot more time, um, than trying to download everybody. <sighs> so they made that call about 30 minutes in, I heard. So that's, you're already 30 minutes behind the curve. So two and a half
0: hours to download everyone. I think I would jump off. Yeah. Well, it depends on where you're at. I would, well, yeah. If I was like 50 feet up, hard pass. If I was at like 20. And we haven't had any snow lately, so it's all freaking groomers underneath you. I would definitely consider extending
1: full arm extension. I might be able to take you at jujitsu if you didn't have you see (laughs) your (laughs) legs. How has your jujitsu journey been? It's been good, man. I've been back at it. Um, It feels really good. Define that. Oh, probably eight or nine times in the last two weeks. That's not true. Uh, I've been there a lot. You are lying. No, I'm not. Eight or nine times? Yeah. In a total uh, Maybe of... three weeks. I've been there a ton, dude. I've been- Don't lie to me. My shoes are burned into that carpet at the uh, take your shoes off spot just because I've been going so much. People okay. are like, what's up, Nelson? Are you only going to the Whitefish one? Mostly, yeah. I went down to Cam's Ironman. Okay. That was awesome. Um, so that, I had been rolling for about a week uh, when I went to that and I'm still like <laughs> getting schooled again,
0: but- Yeah. It's because um, you take somewhere between six to nine months off at a time. Mm. Fair, fair yeah. and true. I also don't believe that you've gone eight or nine times in three I've been
1: weeks. a ton. I don't scan my card though. So you can't check, check my, uh, fact you're check lying me. to me right here <laughs> to my face. I bet you I, you've been four dude, times. No, I've been more than that for sure. To cap classes? Yeah, no, I've been to both foundation and cap. You're a fucking liar. I'm telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and you're
0: getting ready to leave for another week. So you've, you've had, your I will, you've I will had your burst next, for the year. Yeah,
1: exactly. So you'll no, be back in about July. No, it feels good to be back. And like I said, Paul from Orlando's coming up. He's like, yep. yeah, we got to hit the mats. And I'm like, yeah, I better start training.
0: Was he a high level practitioner?
1: No, he started probably two years ago. I think he's a blue belt. Okay. And I don't know what Jimmy trains at down there. But, um, when I went down for that seminar with Aaron in Orlando. That's where I met him. Okay. And he had been training then. So that was like two years ago. So, and there's a whole crew of dudes that not just Orlando PD, but like the sheriff's off orange County, I think it is. And there's a whole crew of dudes that that train dudes and chicks, I'm but glad, I'm glad to hear it. They need to. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Um, but Cam man, that was an awesome Iron Man. So you describe what it is if yeah. you want so people know what we're talking about.
0: Yep. So it's not a common tradition I've come to find out. Actually. Oh, is it not? Uh it's not. Okay. It's not like incredibly rare, but right. also not the most common, okay. from what I can tell.
1: So the way that our gym, SBG, kind of celebrates your promotion to your next level, which that's a co- coach based
0: and uh yeah, like there's your no head test. coach. There's right. not, there's not right. a test. You don't have to it's not a, hey, you've been to 180 classes, yep. so yep. it, But it's your coach. And I, and from what I can tell, I'm married to one of the coaches now, they talk about it a lot. Yeah. And it's not like all of a sudden, hey, we got to give this guy a belt. Right, just because he's been here. On Friday, yep. it's months before that. Hey, mm-hmm. how's everybody looking? Yeah. This person's looking, you know, what strengths and weaknesses. And they put a lot of effort into trying to, you know, stay on the, the pulse of people's progress, which... Fuck, man. Can you imagine how hard that is with a couple hundred students? for sure. For sure. I mean,
1: now that I've been there about eight or nine times, I'm probably getting looked at pretty hard. For sure.
0: (laughs) You're definitely getting looked at as to whether or not they should take your blue belt from you. It's funny.
1: The first day I did show up, (laughs) dude, I actually, I showed up and I come out onto the mats and Travis is standing there shocked. He didn't see me come in. And I like to the whole class, there's a whole bunch of new, I think, yeah, it must've been a cap class if Travis was there, but I'm like, hey man, uh, YouTube wasn't working in the locker room. Can you show me how to tie this belt? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> there's the only a way bunch to be. of there's a bunch of people that had no idea who I was, and they're like, oh, who's this new guy? And he's got a blue belt, like, <laughs> yeah. But so anyway, uh, Iron Man. It's a way that we celebrate a promotion. And it's basically a thank you to all your training partners that have been there to get you to where you're at. Because if there was no training partners, you wouldn't progress in jujitsu. You need to have resistance and,
0: and uh, learn. And mobility. it's a chance for them to smash you when you're tired. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think you're, <laughs> was it your, uh, was it your purple belt? You're like, Nelson, this is the only chance you might have. Didn't go your way. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> so um, the funny thing is there, there's a lot of people training here.
0: Yeah. And, and for so Cameron was one of many four people out there, but he was getting his black belt. And what so I,
1: three? Yep. So Eric Retz has got his brown. Brown. Stevie, Stevie got, Stevie his, got his, purple. his purple. And Cam got his black belt.
0: And what I have noticed uh, is on the black belt Ironmans, there's a lot of people, mm-hmm. which is awesome to see. People are coming out to celebrate.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. And and so when I heard about it, I'm like, for sure, I'll be there. And um, Cam started every round standing. So. A lot of times, you know, as you get more and more tired, you can just start sitting and tap yeah. and, and tap hands. And then you start rolling and it doesn't matter. It's not about it's not about the guy that's coming fresh off the wall to show people their jujitsu. So it's not about you tapping that guy, the black belt or whoever's getting promoted. It's it's a thank you. Yeah. And it's super fun, man. And then usually we go to mooses across the street after and have a beer and celebrate. But uh, anyway, Cam throttled the whole way. He stood up, man, that dude's jujitsu shown, like he was just, it was awesome. But the funny part of this is, so Stevie, uh, the medic out in King County. Yes. Firefighter.
0: It's he, bizarre that you know the county that he works in, but Oh, because okay. he
1: just got hired there. So he was telling me all about it. Okay. yeah, In Washington there. Um, anyway, so Stevie heard Cam was getting his his black belt and he got his purple belt, Stevie did. A good stretch a, ago. Yeah. At a camp. So it was like he was at camp. They presented him as purple belt, Stevie. Here you go, but you owe an Iron Man.
0: It wasn't at camp. It was at a class in Kalispell. Oh, I was, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. He was because he comes out to visit, right? And it was one of the times he came out to visit. I was yep. there, and I remember them saying, "You owe an Iron Man." <laughs> I think he probably forgot that. Well, <laughs> he didn't, <laughs> but he was. Um, he found
1: out about Cam's black belt. He's friends with Cam, yeah. so he booked his flights. He's coming out, and then Cam calls him, and he's like, "Hey, dude." you owe an iron man. You might as well just do it this night. No, Stevie could have gone to like a little gym and like seven people. Yeah. Yeah. And so he did a three hour iron man as well for a belt. He has been wearing for a few months. (laughs) So anyway, he, cause there's a lot of excuses to not be there for that when, when, uh, on his part, but he's a stud. It was awesome. He is a stud. Yep. And, uh, he, he had great, like, yeah, it yeah. was it was awesome to watch. And then Reds did awesome. He got his uh, brown belt, and uh, he's he's a fun guy to train
0: with. It's a it's a cool it's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Some people use this as an opportunity to try to get one up on oh, you. Oh, for sure. When you're thirty or forty fucking people deep, yeah, it's like all right. I think, I, I also can remember things, sir. Yeah,
1: I think that <laughs> you see a lot more of that with the new people, like because yeah. there's every eye on you. Like, you know, there's three guys rolling. So you're watching everybody roll and tap and everybody claps after, the, you know, and, um, I
0: haven't been through it a few times at this point. You forget that there's a lot of eyes on you though. Oh, you, for like, sure. At, within two yeah. or three people. That's like, it's irrelevant. Who's yeah. When
1: you're, you? when you're the one rolling, you don't care at all. Like you're just doing your thing. But as a new dude coming off the mat or off the, off the wall to come in and roll, there's sometimes you see guy, like especially white belts, they're like, Oh, this is my opportunity to show the coach. Look like at that, your blue belt
0: Iron Man. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> I gotta tell you the story. So you had just started. You I were was like, the
0: first guy on the wall.
1: Yeah. And were you even a one stripe? I had just gotten it. Okay. So you've been training for three weeks.
0: No. Leah helped me, she didn't put me in the cap for like four months. Okay. So you were brand new, a hundred percent new. Yeah, I was one of like I don't think I was the first guy on the wall because I think a child was there. Yeah, so they go by belt order.
1: But you were the my I first. I was within role. like first
0: three. Yeah, yeah. And
1: I I was getting my blue belt. So my family's there. Rose Which is and still your current belt. Let's yes. be very clear. Yeah, <laughs> this was like six <laughs> years ago. <laughs> it was it was three years ago. So, uh, so I roll with you first, and nobody knew who you were because uh, Craig Craig got his blue belt that night. Yep, you Craig and Mike. Yep, that's right. <laughs> And I think Sean, did Sean get his blue belt? That was just the three. Okay. So, um, so anyway, I roll with you first. And so the first three white belts come out and you just pair up and you and I were like bros. So yeah, here we go. And And I'm sitting there like, what is this thing? Yeah. You're like, I am going to win. (laughs) Yeah. So we had like a 10 minute roll Yeah. and it went back and forth. And I, I remember at some point hearing everybody clap for like, several times the other dudes had gone through several guys working their way down the wall because this is a couple hour event and i remember thinking if i'm spending this long per person i am gonna be here all night and at some point i think you got a cross collar i don't even remember what you got but you, you got me a tap and my daughter she goes dad aren't you supposed to win against the white belt <laughs> that's my bad. And that's then, my bad. No, it was good. It was perfect. And then, um, at the end of the night, Craig, cause nobody knew who you were. I think I had like a 20 or 30 minute roll with Craig. Yeah. He goes, who's that fucking asshole white belt. And I'm like, Oh, that's my buddy, Andy. How did that go for you? Cause I was rolling at the same time. I didn't yeah. see it, you know? And, and he's like, who the fuck is that guy? Sorry, Craig. That's also my bad.
0: It's my bad. I didn't know. It's all good. You still do it. No, I you're people, just a lot quicker now. I give people an honest role. I, I, <laughs> and that's all you can do. That's all I can yeah. do. I had super limited uh, knowledge and tools, Yeah, and I just used what I had over if, and over if. and over again, which was not really an ability to advance in position at all. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> it was a good time.
1: Yeah, now it feels good to be back on the mats, and, and uh, yeah, I'll be gone this week. But that's just life. I'll be in and out.
0: I missed this it a lot. Uh, I, was, I was on the road for almost a month and I missed it a ton, but I also came back and like my joints felt better than they had in a really long time. Yeah. And a lot of things actually clicked for me in my head. Cause I was thinking yeah. like your first day back in the mat, you're like, son of a bitch. Do I actually remember any of this? And then I went through class. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah it's going to be all right. Did my first role. And I was thinking about things differently than I was before I left. And a couple of things that I had been struggling to connect the pieces kind of clicked for me. I was like, oh, wow. That's totally. wild. Yep. I didn't do any physical practice, but I was thinking about this when I was gone. And so it's, I hated being gone, but I definitely appreciate the time that I spent away from it too.
1: Yeah. Yep. I, if that makes sense. I can totally relate. Although I had too far of a a break in service there with hunting season and all that, but a break in service. Let's calm
0: it down there. <laughs> Officer yeah. Nelson, like take it easy. Yeah.
1: So, but it feels so good and the community is awesome. Like all yeah. three of those dudes getting promoted, I knew them super well.
0: Like I was bummed I missed Cam's black belt. Y- I was yeah. supposed to be back and they added the media stuff on the tail end. So yeah. I was in New York and stuff. I like, fuck. Yeah. Because- you know, all the other belts, I hear people say this, they're all important to the person getting them, mm-hmm. but the one at the end of the day for people who see the course that actually matters is their black belt. So I was bummed yep. to miss it. Yep. He's well-deserving of it for 100%, sure. hundred percent, man.
1: That dude yeah. is, is, he is a savage. Yeah. Yeah. And cheers to him, man. He was calling everybody to invite him to his black belt, uh, Ironman. So he called me. He's like, hey, I hope you can make it. And so that's a big... You know, to move like is that,
0: be like, hey, it's two weeks from now, yeah. but it's actually the next day.
1: <laughs> There's five people here. Yeah, yeah that weird. was easy. Moose's. <laughs> That's I like, don't know what keep happened. That trick in my yeah. under my hat. What else you got going on? So sledding. I'm looking at uh, spring bear is coming up. I'm pretty excited for hunting season. Um, I pulled an Idaho tag for a uh, rifle rut elk tag uh, with my buddy Aaron. Rifle rut elk. Okay. So it's like it's actually early October. And uh, my buddy Aaron has hunted it for a bunch of years. And so I'm going to go with him this year. And and so it'll be like right after archery. So if I can kill a bull in September and then kill an Idaho bull, uh, it'd be really fun to just hunt with Rose and and you guys and see what's on the calendar. What is it, March for tags? Yeah, when is it? It's coming right up. I can't remember if it's March or. Just do what you do every year and text
0: me multiple times to remind me because I will 100% forget. We'll switch up our
1: antelope zones this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You think? That'd
1: be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Asshole. Yeah. But I don't know what happened to you. I killed antelope. Yeah. Good for you. And, and Leah did. She did. Yep. Hers was the
0: best. Yeah, it was awesome. I was like, does anybody, where's that box of rounds? That just, uh, here. Diamondback here. comes in handy. How awesome were those Dude, things? that was sick. Not And again, I'm not going to turn this into a Diamondback ad, but I'll tell you this. I've put, I've. Since I've started working with them, I've had three or four iterations of a truck. And the first call that I make every time is to Andy, the guy I work with there. And the reason for it is easy. Like right now yeah. with all the snow. Yeah. The first year I was up here, I had nothing on the back of my truck bed and it becomes completely a useless part of your vehicle for the entire winter months. Yeah. Lockable, weatherproof. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. I got one on my new work truck. Yeah. Yeah, you thick. should have one of them. You can lay yep. on top of those things. Yep. you can stack. I think it's like fourteen hundred pound capacity. They're badass for mm-hmm. sure. They're not cheap. I totally get that, but you get what you pay for with those things. Yeah, and they make a good shooting platform for antelope. They do. Yeah. Yeah. The mistake that people make is while you're trying to shoot those, so sometimes they lean on the side of the car and try to spot for you. And you're like, "What the fuck <laughs> is going on Or somebody's inside here? the truck. Yeah, it's the worst. Drinking coffee. Hold still. Hold your breath. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: No, I'm excited. I last night I was doored up with Aaron mm-hmm. and. At work, we were talking about the Idaho tag, and we were swapping uh, Onyx points, and it just got me fired up for hunting season. So, pretty stoked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it for me, it seems like light years away. It
0: is a long ways, but
1: if you don't plan it out, it doesn't happen. See, I rely
0: on you to put the plan together, yep. and then I just put in the appropriate
1: tag requests. Yeah. And now I've got a lot of points, so I might pull a special Montana tag, too. Like a, what species? Well, I've got moose and sheep. Um, I've I already, thought you already What was it I You go, shot I got a go okay. A couple years ago By so, sheep do
0: you mean The curly ones Yep Big okay. one
1: Yep And that's like The most sought after I would say for a Western hunting person um, A ram Is like One of the most Sought after hunts. Would you go back Near where you got That billy Down by Big Sky
0: Cause you for, see no, them On the side no, of the
1: road there Right No There's another zone That produces Huge trophy uh, Rams that I've been Putting into And okay. so have you
0: Sweet, I feel like you have more bonus points than I do I literally,
1: you text me You've probably got three now
0: How many do you have?
1: 15 Okay, so I have a while to go Yep. Yeah, well, I drew my goat tag on 12 Rose drew her trophy elk tag on maybe 10 That's a lot of time Yeah, it is, but it adds up Man, you've already got three going on four Yep Soon to be four going on five Yep (laughs) Got to do it, because when you do draw one of those tags, it's so fun. It's a a target-rich environment. It's just selecting what you want to shoot, you know? And if it's down to the wire, then take one of those, like Rose's Elk, for example. We probably saw, on a low day, 26-point bulls a day. In the breaks? Yep. And on a high day, 50. And- That's pretty crazy. It is crazy. It's unlike anything. And the same thing, when I got my mountain goat tag, I wasn't- I see mountain goats hiking in glacier and all
0: that. That and would I, be the best place to hunt. Yeah, totally. <laughs> do they do a glacier tag? Cause no, I put it in for that. Nope. They don't. <laughs> you can literally just walk up to probably five feet from it. And be like, Nope. Next, next, next. You might have a problem getting out of the park with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, what's
1: interesting is how I was reading a bunch of like Montana history. And when the park became a park in 1910, before that trappers and hunters would hunt in there for years. Really? And when it finally got established, the park rangers and game wardens, and I don't know if there was game wardens back then, but for sure park rangers, because this book I read was the first ranger, um, they didn't even touch the dudes that were trapping in there for years, because they kind of understood like, hey, you guys have been doing this, this also whole be thing. How they're making their living or feeding their family. It, it was. It was, because they were getting beaver pelts. Before they made um, felt, they were using uh, beaver for hats, and it was like a super sought-after thing, the flathead beaver. Okay. But- Anyway, I was just thinking about that because they let those guys kind of grandfathered in, hunt in the park. And nowadays, like one generation removed, you get a new park ranger. That's never going to happen. So I look at that with like losing rights for snowmobiling or for hunting, like certain private lands that get, or certain uh, public lands that get bought up and turned into private. Yeah, They're like, oh, we're not really enforcing this or you guys can do, but like one generation later, boom, it's Heart closed. shut down.
0: Yep. Not even public lands getting bought up, or I'm sorry, not private land, no, public land not getting bought up, private land that landlocks public land. Yep. Because essentially it's the same thing. It rings around it and you're like, son of a bitch, I'm I'm landlocked. Yeah. You're not getting in there to hunt and without access permission. Yeah. But like you said, you might have a, you might get a sweetheart deal with the purchaser. Yeah. Purchaser's kids is going to say, Hey, why don't you pack rocks? Yep. So when I first moved out, I was hunting down in Broadus
1: for trophy muleys and i didn't know what a trophy muley was back then and we were killing big bucks it was fun and uh it was this family the porches down there and brought us and they had hunted it for 25 years the friends that i was with they die the kids get the ranch and they hit us up the like years we're like making plans they're like yeah so it's 200 a deer and it's a 1500 like access fee yeah so it would have been I mean, cause we shot some does as well down there. So it would have been like 2,500 bucks. And we're like, dude, we're pitching money together to get gas money to get down there.
0: I mean, so, it sucks. It's their right to do yeah, that. I get yep. it. But it, that's a tough pill to swallow when you're the one who actually has to deal with the real life change of that.
1: Yeah. And with um, how popular hunting has become, everybody knows what what their land's worth now. Cause yeah. it used to be like, yeah, you can go hunt there. Now it's like, well, we got an outfitter that's paying a lot of money to go walk on our property. So, and I, I can't blame them either. You know, yeah. it's just, it's just change. But there's still plenty of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yep. There are, yeah there is, it's, that's why you got to find new spots
0: like antelope. We'll find a new spot this year. I, and en- what I enjoyed about our antelope antelope hunt was that Leah was so fired up about it. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if it's because of the size of the, it was delicious yeah. by the way. We made, yeah. you, you ground it up. We made like a bunch of talk fucking amazing delicious meat so no i have like i absolutely loved eating we still have a ton of it left i just was like it's like kind of cool yeah but also I, at the same time like i don't you know i don't know how far i would drive to hunt an animal dude
1: i thought the same thing the first um buck that i shot i walked up on it and i'm like huh i'm used to seeing elk laying down when i walk yeah, up. it looks like about an elk's leg it, yeah size-wise. it's and when i caped it like as i gutless um quartered it it was like Layla was with me and I like fit all of them in one game bag. All quarters. Yeah. Man, At least I'm it like, wasn't a
0: feral dog that you put on the internet and yeah. portrayed it as a wolf. You know, yeah, what I mean exactly. could have been worse. Oh man, that was hilarious. <laughs> and yeah, people just Google that. Go ahead. Go ahead, follow me. Yeah. That. We talked about it on a previous podcast. Yeah. The lady that shot the the husky. Yeah. Thinking it was a wolf. What's new in the uh, law enforcement world in the valley? How's the winter in holiday season? How was that for you guys? Well, it's been steady.
1: Uh, last few nights have been busy coming to work and there's a stack of calls to handle. Um, Search and rescue stuff has kind of tapered off a little bit. I think it's lack of snow just people aren't you know out Like me snowmobiling I I've been out two days a week probably riding Mm -hmm. on my four days off but it's I'm not going as far back or maybe I or I am going further back looking for pow, but um, When it's snowing everybody's recreating. Yeah, you know, and and if you have a choice You're from like San Diego and you're gonna fly out somewhere to go snowboard and you see Whitefish hasn't gotten any, mount, any snow. Yeah, you're going to pick you're somewhere else. go to Jackson Hole or yeah. somewhere else. So I just think it's lack of uh, snow or just people are getting smarter and using in reaches and stuff like that. We had a missing snowmobile last night down in uh, Lake County. China? But I don't know. <laughs> as of uh, 6 a.m. As, part of, as, and as and of 6 a.m. They were still launching. Well, it's a different county. So they were notifying us for oh. s- additional resources if it carried into That's it. That's
0: right. Yeah, because I flip into Lake County when I head down to the uh, Proctor House. Yep. Okay. So they were just giving us a heads up, like, hey,
1: if this extends, then we're going to need some resources. Sure. But, but um, You know where the
0: inReach came in really handy?
1: <laughs> Antarctica. Oh, no. Yeah, I was you, texting you,
0: through it the entire time. Dude, I bet. Yeah, because you sent me a ton of messages. Yeah. It was so convenient to just have it, and I would kind of leave it in the tent because it would receive uh, through the tent. I would just have it through the... Uh, one of the little tent pole at, uh, attachment points into the tent had a little string on it. I would just clip it right there. Yep. And when I would walk back and my phone would connect to the Bluetooth, I'd get a couple messages, send them off, and then go right back. It That's was awesome. awesome. That's, I thought you were going to say when uh, it fell into the creek. No. <laughs> you no, know, because remember in that, that first part of the story, I was saying I used the carabiner and yeah, put it onto yeah. the string. Have you replaced your image? I did. I, I. Dash three? Up. Yeah, this is 3.0. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I don't care if it's 5.0. It's fucking oh, like the it's, money. It's, it's a necessity, 100%. Yeah. And like- At this point, you and I should be sponsored by Garmin, I feel I know. like. Yeah. Because we, I, I mean, and there was a bunch of people in NRT, like, what is that? Oh, I was going to ask, did your crew, did they know about InReach or- So Mike picked up, I did tell them about it. I don't know if I did a great job explaining exactly what it was. I think they might've confused it for a GPS, which it does have a mm-hmm. mapping and a logging feature. But another cool thing with that, every time you send a message, if you go into the settings, it can send your position as well too. Or you could set it up on intervals. He got, Mike got an Iridium Go, I uh, want to no, no. say. So huh. it was like a portable little station, but I think they were all using, it was, they were able to communicate a little bit. And I guess you could turn your cell phone into a sat phone through it. From my recollection, uh, the experience huh. wasn't that great, but they were all like sharing the same phone to text. And it was just like, that's... Yeah. You know I mean? Like, cool, but right. I'm going to- InReach is money.
1: Yeah. It is. The, Garmin has the most, I think, the best technology yeah. on using satellites. And I mean, that's why I moved away from Spot. the, yeah. the They're another similar device, but- um, I think they have the broadest coverage that <clears throat> yep, Garmin guys yep, yep. do. Yep. Uh, did you get the newest edition, that Mini 2? Are you still on that Mini? I'm on the same Mini 1. Yep. Because I noticed the big difference was battery life. Did you have the Chargers a bunch?
0: Uh, it wasn't very heavy use because we weren't right. Turn it on for an hour. I would turn and it, then it on for an hour. It turn it off. I could turn it off for the rest of the day. I would turn it on when I wanted to. I think I would charge it like every two or three days. Okay. Yeah. But Yeah. It's, it's got a pretty good battery Even yep. all the way on It'll last you like two days Yeah, Depending on what kind of usage You're setting it up for Yeah, It's just I mean like How can you not have that
1: thing Oh man I have it in my wheel bag Right yep. now And I have still The unlimited plan I haven't I Same. usually drop it um, Outside of hunting season Just cause I don't Use it as much But I still have Unlimited texting on it So I think it's 50 bucks a month Or yep. something like that And then um, Like motorcycle riding yep. I'll have it with us Yep It's handy What shift are you on now Nights I'm on nights What do you get another week well, I'm gone next week. took vacation for this Alpine trip. So uh, I think I come back to days. But we're talking about bidding. So. I heard you say that earlier today. What exactly yeah. does that mean? So I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but uh, basically based on seniority, uh, you'll bid for your shift. There's three shifts, days, swings, nights. And again, this is super premature. but um, But if you bid, you can bid, I think we're going to do like quarterly bids. So, I feel like that would be very beneficial for you guys. Oh, man, it would be awesome. And I don't know what the – there might be resistance in the office, but, um, man, it would be so much more healthy even if you're on nights to be able to predict what you're going to be working. And, you know, on your days off, you can kind of keep that night owl schedule versus, yeah. like, right now we do a, a There's month There's some people of, who really like night schedules. I, and I like swings. That's what I – because I can be at jiu-jitsu before work. Yeah. Um, so on days, I get off at 5, jits jitsus at 7 – and in that two hours, there's a big crash. Yeah. You know, you get home. It's called nap time. Yeah. Dinner's <laughs> being made and, and all that. And then on nights, uh, I'm sleeping through the noon class because that's like four hours after I get off or five. Even when you're not on nights, you're sleeping through the noon class. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Usually that's when I take
0: a nap. Yeah. So it well, works out really good. Well, you're
1: not Well, I watch a lot of YouTube. Good. So.
0: I thought that's what you do on shift.
1: <laughs> no, I did watch uh, the Rotolo Brothers. Have you checked those guys out? I am very peripherally familiar with who they are. I went down a rabbit hole last night and freaking insane. They're like 19 year old prodigy black belts. Yeah. That are crushing.
0: Yeah. I, you have no idea how much I wish I had learned I my basic human movement patterns on a mat. Yeah. At the age of 45, <laughs> like you see, and again, I have absolutely nothing but respect for them. But like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. They won, I mean they won the lottery as far as that particular pathway in their life. Yep. I it's amazing what they're able to do. And yeah, I'll never be able to do it, but I definitely it's like inspirational. Yep. Respect. To see them just Leah was describing it, it's their movement is less technical and more uh, what was the word that she used? instinctual. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah, might be, yeah, hard, yeah. it might be hard to teach people to move the way that they do, but they have spent so much time on the mat that they can instinctually get ahead of people, which I don't know if you can teach that, but it's mm-hmm. fucking amazing to watch.
1: Yeah. It's just that 10,000 hours, like watching their hips just yeah. switch. Just like when you were talking about with Jim Miller doing the scissor sweep and his hips like don't even bother, turned people. over and then came don't back in. Don't even bother
0: trying to sweep Jim Miller. <laughs> Cause what's going to happen is you're gonna be like, yes, no. Yeah. And yeah. now you're in fuck. a bad position. Yeah. Yeah, because you committed to the sweep. The only thing that saved me is he hadn't been in a gi in a while, so he blew his grips out. And I could Good. also hold on to him, too. Yeah. Like, nope, no, 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 no. You stay right
1: there. <laughs> I went uh, snowmobiling the other day with Jay Moulton. Have you ever had him grab your grip? The
0: purple belt? Yeah. Yeah, he has- Is he a no, brown belt, no. uh, Brown belt. He Dude. has- um, some of the biggest banana fingers I've ever seen. And that dude rips on a sled too. He's good at anything. Yeah. And uh, he would be a nightmare as a proctologist. <laughs> like, he'd be like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Full commitment. Oh, man. I mean, he might have to run from across the room. Yeah. You know?
1: If he grabs my collar, I don't even try breaking. I'm just yeah. like, okay, let's move. Well, he s- works with his hands yeah. too.
0: Yeah. No, the first time he grabbed, I I think we slapped and bumped, but it's like our his hand was like Wrapped over. I was like, oh God. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What
1: else, man? Yeah, buddy. It's a Friday Uh, episode, so we don't have to go crazy. Yeah, no, man. Um, I'm stoked about spring bear. We should do some bear hunting this spring. Bear doesn't fire me up really either. It's, I love the bear meat. The meat's good. And I just got my cape back from my bear last year. It's pretty cool.
0: Again, it's another animal where I'm not against it at all. If everything would like perfectly align and I had the time off my schedule, I would totally join you. But if I thought of any one single thing to do to include reading the ingredients on a macaroni (laughs) and cheese box, as opposed to go bear hunting, I probably would. Yeah. Well, it's fun for me to get out in the mountains and hike. You are a a mountain man for sure. You thrive in the outdoors, which I definitely deeply appreciate. And you have an innate ability to take more time off work than anybody I've ever met. (laughs) I kind of get it because my, you know, Jason, he trades and does stuff, but Dude, we've kind of been, figured it out. Yeah. Must yep. be playing the most fucked up game of like cards when it comes to, okay. There's a lot of <laughs> maneuvering. Last <laughs> night I put in for, for a bunch of hunting time off.
1: Smart and, man. Yep. You and, put in for time in October in February. Yep. Yes. But I don't know what tags I might draw. And so if I get one trophy tag, it's going to change everything, like how I approach the season. It'd be Besides worth that uh, Idaho tag, I know yeah. how much time I need for that. So I took
0: a bunch. I didn't take as much for bow season yet. I feel like we're going to get another chance to do a Christensen film, which cool. I think that film um, for anybody who's interested to come out, we've both seen the edit of it. Yep. I thought it was awesome. Oh, it looks awesome. Yep. Um, it looks more fun than it was it, like <laughs> in the wind, like it's just so cinematic, like the wind coming across it, like 45, but like the sparkle of the snow. Yeah. When in reality, it's like, I actually can't see because my eyes are frozen
1: shut. <laughs> and you were like hundred percent right. When you're like, it's full value. When I like, we couldn't shoot anything oh, God right now. So I was like thinking when we were in that moment, like, well, I know where there's some like spots where the wind's not hammering right now. We, we could slow had hunt through in the trees. to a contact shot. Yeah,
0: totally. Yeah. Um, Which I've it, done. Yeah. It looked great though. Um so I, I would say within the next two weeks that thing'll be out. Cool. Cool. I could be totally wrong.
1: Yeah, we'll have to talk about
0: if we do want to do another one, what what animal and what type of hunt. I would say we do we roll in the antelope. I would almost recommend to them we do a lot of self filming. Yeah and then maybe link up with a larger crew for a shorter time period because then you can get a broad sweet spot. Yeah. Um the elk I mean elk is by far my favorite animal yep. to hunt other than Same. like a 23 to 25 year old afghan male with an AK. <laughs> but <laughs> As far as over here, like it's, uh, it's my favorite, but we could give him a brother sweet spot. Yeah. What? I don't know. I'm just being honest. No, dude, I like it. I've never
1: experienced that. So I, uh, I respect it. (laughs) Yeah. For me, I think for sure. Elk. Um, I love elk hunting, but there's, I think a, uh, psychological, um, bonus in my mind because I know when I kill an elk, I'm set for meat for the year. Versus like a trophy deer, let's just say, like the converse of elk. A couple months, probably. Yeah. Depending. And, and it's it's awesome. I love hunting deer. But What are um, your
0: thoughts on caribou? I would love to hunt a caribou. I think that's on my bucket list. Yep. They yep. just look cool as shit. I have heard they're dumb as a box of rocks, and I don't care. Yep. I want to go apparently if you can find them, there's always a lot of them, but finding them can be very difficult.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Um, I don't either. I'm repeating things I've heard
0: other people say, so I could be completely wrong. Dude, this video just dropped the other day. Stuck in the rut. Do me a favor. Just don't use words like that anymore. Drop. Say, hey, I, I saw this video, Okay, all right? I saw a if video. If I can reach you, I actually might slap you right I now. I mean, bring it.
1: I've been training eight yeah. times. Yeah, you've, you've been <laughs> that training. That slab already. would miss. Anyway, yeah. Stuck in the Rut, it's this uh, <laughs> it's this film crew that uh, they film awesome hunts. They do like a lot. I got into them watching mule deer hunting in Idaho. But anyway, they have this uh, grizzly bear hunt that they just did. nope, 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 and, nope, nope, nope. And dude, they're- this guy shoots this bear three times, all lethal shots, and the bear stands up. And then is what happened was they had a hot charge in the gun, and the primer backed out and jammed the bolt in like a super legit. Is it reme- modern t-
0: era rifle? Yeah, 700. So reme- he tried, seven. so he actually
1: up, tried to pull it back, and it only pulled the primer out? No. So it, he shoots. Yeah. It, it, and they're debriefed. This is what they're, they're figuring. Kay. So he shoots, and you're watching the bear. Hits the bear. Yep and him and his sister are, are hunting this. Um hits the bear three shots. One was high spine or like just below the spine, the other two were in the vitals, like one shoulder, uh one lungs. Yep. And um it's a monster Alaskan bear. I think I don't know if it's a Kodiak or what species of of grizz, but anyway, it's huge. And uh way up on a snowfield and he shoots it three times and you hear him racking the bolt and then you hear him messing with a bolt. And what they think happens is his third shot, the primer ejects from a hot load okay. and gets jammed into um, the chambering or into the where the bolt closes. So he had ejected the old shell. He's okay. trying to put in the new one and the bolt won't close and the bear starts coming down the mountain towards them. They get it all on film. It was, I was sweating, dude. Um, they end up retreating from all their gear because yeah. it they're up kind of on a knoll and it drops down below and they knew if they stayed there they'd only have a twenty yard like gap of reaction time, so they back down to this band of rocks that was like they ran yeah and he has uh, a rifle that doesn't work and a pistol it was a I think a Casull with five rounds in it and the bear chart like straight up charges him and he bla- he <laughs> blasts it he how many ta- how many rounds total did he put in the bear four well. Four out of the Kasul, three out of the rifle. seven rounds, yes, yes, and it is I'm telling you you should you guys should watch this video it's It's a long one. it's like forty five minutes because they put the whole edit up, yeah, and um uh, it it that's wild. it's insane, yeah, but I've that's
0: always really, wanted to
1: do a bear hunt up there, and then I watch that, and I'm like, I mean, I'd still go and do it, but it sounds like a really crazy malfunction, yeah. Yep, absolutely. And this is a tried and true gun. They've hunted with it for years. And
0: I feel like you could look down and identify that.
1: I don't know when a bear is coming down the mountain. They said, it, like watching you the keep film. Keep your shit together. Yep, watching the film. It's moving slow, and you hear him racking the bolt. Yeah, it turns out if um, he had dropped all the mag or all the bullets and then maybe tipped it over and we're just and, visually yeah I get it you know and they um, so her husband comes on and does the debrief on what they think happened with a rifle because he used his like back at home used this flashlight to f- identify where the primer was and yeah. it just was blocking the bolt from closing so anyway it was it's a something you have to watch on the film but I'll, I'll send you the link yeah it, it was like awesome. Alex Baldwin
0: was operating that rifle <laughs> yeah Unvoluntary uh, manslaughter. Yeah. Some very basic firearm principles that would have prevented any of that. A hundred percent. Fake gun? Cool. Still don't point it at me. Yeah. How's that? All, yep. we're all going to live. Yeah. You know, but I digress. Uh, uh, close it out, dude. You got to go uh, fight crime. Yep. Did, go. You, did you going to change into your Batman outfit here or are you going to do back? The no, I've shop? got several
1: hours. I'm going to go hit the gym and then go home, make some dinner and Get your sweat on first? Yeah. What'd you think of the coffee shop? Oh, dude, it's so awesome. So <laughs> I walk in there. This is my like, 6am time. It's like yeah. two o'clock when and I go you ordered
0: in. a 15 minute drink.
1: Yeah. Well, I didn't realize that you guys were pros. You
0: make pour overs like uh, I do at home Yeah. where I'm, I am not weighing and measuring anything and I yeah. pour water into it consistently until it basically touches the bottom of the filter and then I start 100%. drinking it. <laughs> yeah. It takes like six minutes. I still feel like I'm getting an elegant coffee. A coffee aficionado would smash that against the wall. <laughs> Denver would actually probably not drink coffee as opposed to drinking coffee the way I make a cold, bro. He'd be just like, this is trash. Get this yeah. away from me. Well, I feel like I'm on the next level. Cause even at work, I won't drink the coffee in there,
1: but, okay. but anyway, so I show up at the shop. I order this pour over. Yep. Cause I'm like, I honestly don't go out for coffee much. So I'm looking at all these options and I'm like, well, pour over. That's what I do at home. Let's yep. have one of those large. And she's like, gives me a sheet of like 18 different types of coffee. Which one do you want? And I'm like, do you have one that's already in the hopper? And she's like, yeah, the AK. I'm like, let's do that. Yeah, it was good. So then the lady making it comes over and she's like, are you the one that ordered the large pour over AK? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, just letting you know there's a lot of caffeine in this. And I'm like, just letting you know I'm up till six
0: tomorrow morning. So let's go ahead and send it. It takes a while to make it too. Like there's a very precise uh, weight of coffee and then water that is associated with that. Temperature of water. Denver wants it within one degree. <laughs> what so, is the temp? Do you know? Uh, it's whatever Denver says it is. He could lie 212 on my little thing at home. Oh, he'd be disgusted with you. What is that too hot? Very, too, very hot. Oh, it would be burning the roast. Oh, what a, should I, I drop don't know. it down to? I don't know. Um, Evan's going to come up. That's as high as it goes. So I just did that and press start. That's not always a good theory, even though that's how (laughs) I operate too. So Evan's going to come up uh, about a week before the shop does its grand opening on the 25th. And I've already talked to him about it. I want to do like Tuesday, Thursday, the week before, like have people come in and let's just let the founder teach you how to do pours. Yeah. Because he can explain it like the temperature. And then I want to do, so what you're signed up for the ECS. Yeah. Love that thing. Is it, I think it's executive coffee. Exclusive coffee, Evans, I don't know what it is. Coffee Club. Yeah, Evans Coffee Club. I'm gonna try to get it. So we get like 15 to 20 bags of that at the shop per month. Yeah. And it'll probably be gone within the first few days, but you could come and order a pour over of that because the temperature changes per roast, how they do it, I just think that'd be a super cool experience. Yeah. And one thing we already know we're gonna add to the shop, we had it on the original designs and we took it off, was a legit piped in pour over station. So the carafts you could weigh and then oh, okay. it would be like the exact right temperature. So we're already looking at where to put it in because we're both like, fuck, we should have, we should have put that in there. We talked yeah. ourselves out of it. That shop is impressive, bro. So it's been open two days.
1: Today was the second opening. day. Yeah. And I walked in and it's packed. Yep. Dudes are just like, everybody's in there just
0: typing on their computer. I was impressed, man. There were a few people in there who had been in like four or five hours today, which. Yep. Do you have a timer going? I could care less. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I've been sitting there, I've been spending a good amount of time there the last two days and I'm just kind of, I watch people when they come in for the first time and almost everybody does the same thing. They take a few steps in. Dude, I did this. And they like look around and almost all of them will go like, God damn. Yep. And then that's exactly what we're, it's like we did it. Yep. And I've been
1: in there during the build. Yeah. You know, and I walked in and I did the exact same thing. Yeah, man. Yep. So... Yeah, it's great. And this coffee was super
0: impressive. Yeah. yeah. And special. So uh, firefighters are half off and cops are double. So just that neutral for us.
1: Yeah, perfect. Yeah. I like it.
0: <laughs> All right, cool. All right, here. brother.